It was pristine. It was um, quiet, apart from the birds. Hear the birds, uh, plenty of them. You'd uh, see the swans and the, and the ducks landing on the river. You'd eat fish that you took out of the river. You'd eat wallaby that you shot off the shore. And this was before the World Heritage Area was proclaimed. Um, there was uh, a unique serenity in there. There's no doubt about that. Um, sometimes go off for a wander in the evening through the bush. And you'd see uh, the wallabies and wombats and animals everywhere and it was usually damp and usually uh, it had that it had that smell of the bush of, of of that bush not just any bush of that bush there was a certain smell and yeah, it sort of stays with you. If you smell it again, your memory goes back. The Ancient King. From a primeval place where rivers rise in mist and mountain rain, where shadows lurk in filtered light neath the gaze of Father Time, where the mossy fronds of ancient pines reach ever for the earth, where no man had trod, no axe had swung, nor horse, nor bullet worked. I'm Randall Morrison. I come from Strawn. I'm um, 60 years of age. A bit better than that, but I like to say I'm 60. And I am a third generation human piner. I work with Burn Bradshaw. I've made a partnership with Burn Bradshaw at the Queenstown Sawmill as a result of two families coming together to share a resource. The times that I remember best is when I went with my father into the river and, um, and, and we worked in there. That was always exciting and, um, and adventurous. Being in the river when there's um, nobody else there, where there's uh, just you and um, and Dad it was then, uh, we got logs from the Gordon, waterborne logs, uh, towed them back to the mill. The location was at Strawn, it's a little sawmill on the waterfront. Lifted them out, cleaned them up and cut them there. We sold the timber straight off the saw, in those days, there was no kilns, um, no drying of the timber. I can remember some times we, uh, very, very early in the morning when there's just a thick mist over the river. We would uh, sometimes start work very early. I can remember once when the, when the rope we were using to, uh, to, to tow the logs went around the propeller of the launch and uh, we had get over the side and try and get it off and I, I couldn't get it off and I was, only a, I, was, I was only a bit of a kid then but I couldn't get the rope off 
And my father, who was um, not in the greatest of condition, stripped down to his long johns, jumped over the side and came up with a rope. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was, thought he would drown. I was trying to get my head under the water to try and see if he was still there. But anyway, he surprised me. Well, I felt a little bit useless after that, but we, we, we got along all right. The weather would sometimes force you to come back or force you to go on to Sierra Island and hang off there for a while. But um, we, we were, uh, yeah, governed by other things, but we would, weather permitting and other outside influences permitting, we'd stay there for as long as it took to get a, to get a raft together, which was usually about a week. A raft of hewn pine logs, which was a, which was a lot of logs joined together by a, by a wire rope and towed behind the launch. They would not be towed end on, they'd be towed side on, all joined together uh, with what we call dogs. That we, they're, a, um, a, a, they're an eye that we punch into the log and then run the rope through it and tie off the last log. So the last log would be tied off, so the others would all hang back on the last log and then they would be towed back to like that. In rough weather, sometimes the raft would break and you'd lose the logs, so you'd have to go and round them up the next day. Came a forest giant of mellowed gold, born on flood and coastal tide, washed to a shore in fearful storm. There a thousand years to lie, had three thousand years, stood tall and proud, another thousand dead, would finally fall to a river's rage, the king had not been spared. Boats was the main reason why we went into the river to get those logs. We're always looking for boat boards always looking for long, straight timber. Straight grain, but that's what the old hands were looking for too. And there wasn't too many of them left. Certainly not growing, but every now and then we you'd find a log back in the swamp that was of the quality that would be required to cut boat timber. And everybody rejoiced. If you went to the river to pull off those logs that had come down, those old trees and things, and you found three or four boat logs, you were you you, you were sitting pretty. Things were things were starting to get very very um, exciting. Just put a big smile on your face. And when Dad smiled, I smiled because when he was grumpy, things weren't very good. If you went there and you couldn't find any of those logs and all you could find was bony looking things that have been hanging over the river banks and things like that, well, yeah, that wasn't a very lucrative trip. Bleach pale with summer's searing sun, torn of limb with winter's wrath. Two hundred years for to taste the salt there at the river's mouth. Cast high upon a swampy shore, there to lie with moss and dirt, to sink deep down into the ground, just a mound upon the earth. 
people that came to the town would always remark on it that straw and smelt of hue and pine and you could hear the saws going all over the town so it was it was um, a dominant thing in straw and hue and pine sawmilling we were a four child family and there was 10 years difference between my brother and myself he was 10 years older than me so he was the big brother that got the best jobs and of course I was at school for a lot of the time but I did uh, I did catch up and um, do some um, salvage work on the lower Gordon and when the boom was put in in 1966 I was I was 11 actually in 1966 so um, we went into uh, we went into the lower Gordon and helped with the boom and stayed in the camp there and watched the logs as they came down and got caught in the in the boom. The boom was a lot of logs joined together by a wire rope on a on a bend in the river that was a natural bend that the logs would the logs coming down the river would would, would go into and the boom would hold those logs up. It would be anchored three quarters of the way across the river and tied off on the bend end. So the logs were caught there, we would go up and raft them up um, and then with a motor launch tow them back to Strawn. And that was the last logging operation that took place in the river systems. That was in the Denison River in 1966. It was exciting time because um, my father had a lot of money then. There was a lot of money created from that operation and um, we, we certainly didn't um, go shy in those days. Times had been lean before then. My father and his brothers, Reg and um, uh, Keith and um, Ron, uh, there's a few others that all, they were all in the uh, hue and pine business with their father and as a result of the operation in the Denison River Reg Morrison um, got out of the timber business built a hue and pine boat and he was the uh, one of the um, pioneers of the uh, Gordon River cruises the Denison Star was the boat. She was a uh, considered a big ship in those days at 107 feet long. She was much slower than the ones that they've got now, but she um, she did the job, and and the town was very proud of the boat. There revealed by the bushman's axe, as inquiring blow he struck, golden wood spoiled not by time nor tide lay just beneath. For days they toiled, with spike and spade, with hook, with block and rope, to exude, to roll an ancient king, to wear once more would float. When I first started um, working in the sawmill, and getting paid for it regularly. I was um, 30 years of age or thereabouts. But years before that, I worked with my father in the sawmill while 
whilst growing up, um, life revolved around the mill. These days it's not so adventurous. You can, we're sawmillers now. We're not, we don't work in the bush anymore. I certainly understand the value Hugh and Pine's been to my family. I do acknowledge the beauty and the qualities of the timber, especially the age and the most beautiful um, grain types that you can get in the timber, all caused by how long it grows on shore. It's a, it's a different operation than a hardwood milling, almost totally. Um, it, it, is, it is much more select, it is much more um, a study. That in the hardwood industry, the logs are big and the logs are round and the logs are long. In the hewn pine industry, the logs are all over the place. And um, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a skill to, to get the timber that you want from them. And sometimes it's almost impossible. So the men who work in hardwood mills have got hands as tough as, as old leather and black. But the men who work in the hue and pine industry have got hands that are nice and soft and supple because of the oil in, in the timber. So that's a plus. It's certainly a talking point. So people ask you what you do and um, you tell them that you're a hue and pine sawmiller. They think you should be driving a great big jaguar or something, but that's not the case. It's, there has been um, some money made in the past out of hue and pine, but um, I didn't get much of it, I'm afraid. I'll be the last in, in, uh, in my family. My brother uh, and his children still operate the, or his, his son operate the um, saw, little sawmill at Strawn, which operates as a craft mill these days, really. So, so they'll still be involved in the hewn pine industry. And because they're involved in the craft side of things, they'll probably, they'll probably be going long after, um, after, uh, we, we've gone because we've always been involved in the saw log side of things which will be the first to be lost to the industry because of the quality of the wood required. With bended backs, this calloused crew, floating giant rope to haul, Five long miles beyond the bay to those pits where the sawyers toil. There be broken down to quarter, two fine flitch at fifty feet, to be sized to plank, stacked and racked, a shipwright spectate. A pick wants spice of perfume pine, a four-track five thousand years carried on a zephyr breeze to where an ancient king was reared in a primeval place where rivers rise in mist mountain rain, where shadows lurk in filtered light neath the gaze of father time.
it will always be in your memory. And when I think of Dad, I think of that river.